scripture this morning is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Thank you, Cindy. Hello, check, check. All right. Hey, happy Palm Sunday. We got the palm fronds and everything. I got one. The team left one up here in case I get hot, I guess. Uh, so that's exciting. Uh, and happy uh, Baptism Sunday. We're really excited. Can we give a round of applause for the four people who've... This is going to be really fun. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm planning to keep the message a little shorter today so we can give uh, more time as they, they share their... Uh, uh, like a snapshot of their spiritual journey. So uh, be praying for me in that as I try to keep things going. Um, the, the band is like, seriously, pray for him in that. Um, let me see if I can figure this out before I, um, I never get this thing right. Um, welcome. If this is your first time or one of your first few times to current, we're so glad you're here. Let me pray and then, and then we'll just jump in. Father, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for this day where we remember uh, Jesus' triumphal uh, entry into Jerusalem. And he came in with the, with the palm fronds laid before him, not on a stallion, not on a steed, but riding on a donkey. Um, and not, not to sit upon a throne, but to, but to be nailed to a cross. And we just, we're so thankful that he's accessible today as he was then. You, you are accessible, you are available, that we can just come to you with all our cares, worries, and anything that's on our heart, and just, and just receive your love and your goodness. And so today, as we look at your scriptures, Lord, would you teach us? Would you help us uh, become the people you, you've called us to be? And then, Father, as we get ready for the baptism today, would, would it be a wonderful, uh, memorable time for those being baptized? And us as a, as a church family, as we celebrate their baptisms, but most of all, would it bring a smile to your face? We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, today we are concluding, as Cindy said, our series, Ripple Effect, as we've been leading into Easter, thinking about how we as a church can prepare ourselves and be available as a, as a church at a time of the year when, when people just tend to be a little bit more open to spiritual things, perhaps coming to church. And so the first week, we kicked it off with the impact of them. Who? Them. Well, we looked at Acts 11 and saw how the gospel movement really got started out of the city of Antioch, of all places. Uh, by them, not by Paul, Peter, James, Mary, you know, one of those heavy hitters, but by people that were just described in the Bible as them. And actually, they were the first people to be described as Christians ever. And so we looked at their story and considered how we too can be like them as a church uh, here where, where God has us. And then last week, we looked at the power or the impact of one. And we considered very tangibly, very practically, how Christians can share the faith. And I don't often do this, but if you weren't here and you have any interest in learning how to share the faith, if you are a Christ follower or you're interested in how Christians share the faith uh, in general, I, I would encourage you to go online and listen to that. We thought, talked about that very practically, the impact of one. The week before that, the impact of them again. Today we're going to be talking about the impact of surfacing. The impact of surfacing. I've shared this before, but I like to, on Fridays, which is my day off, go and get tacos. It's not Taco Tuesdays for David, it's Taco Fridays. Um, and I, I go off to this taco truck, which is real close to our place, that's also just across the street from uh, our local elementary school, where my son is in first grade. And uh, it's become a thing. I, I, I run into all the first grade teachers on Fridays. They all just, that's their day. They go, they get tacos, and they go back to class. This last Friday was actually really funny because... 
not only were all the first grade teachers there, which is a bunch, it's a big school, the administrative staff came. So the principal was there, the vice principal was there, and a few others, uh, kind of high up people in the, in the administration. And it was funny, so there's all these people from the local elementary school there, and I'm a dad, and I think the principal saw something on my face because he knows me. He's like, David, I can assure you the kids are being watched right now by adults. Like he literally said, I think it was mostly serious, mostly a joke, half serious, but I was like, okay, really? How can that be? Anyways, um, there was this one time, there was this one time, this was a few weeks back, when uh, the conversation, it was just with the first grade teachers, there was a gaggle of them, and we were, we were in a circle waiting for our, our nice tacos, and one of them asked me, hey, you know, what is it you do that Friday's your day off? And I, and I hesitated in that moment. Uh, there was a moment where I didn't say my usual thing. I, I didn't just surface right away and say, oh, I'm a pastor of a church startup, and, you know, kind of launch into conversation like that. I hesitated. And I was thinking about that later, and I was like, why did I hesitate in that moment? Especially that more often than not, I mean, actually, actually virtually all the time, when somebody asks me that question, what does you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a pastor of a church startup, and just launch right into it. And I was thinking about it later, and I realized, oh, I, I, I think I know what it was. If, if not shame, a little bit of fear in me that if my first grade you know, my son's first grade teachers find out, you know, if I surf, surface with them that I'm Christian, maybe it'll impact the relationship. Maybe it'll impact the relationship, you know, my son has with them or whatever, which first of all, as I was thinking about it later, was just kind of jacked up thinking because that's just not respectful of them. They, they probably don't think that way. But is, I'm sharing this more to say is my inner thoughts of like, boy, I just was, I hesitated a moment and a lot of that was fear of surfacing. Um, and I actually went on to say, yeah, I'm a pastor and, you know, I was a church startup and went into the whole thing. I don't even know if they actually knew that I hesitated because, you know, all that stuff happens in your head. Um, but I was kicking myself about it. And, and the best part of the conversation, the best part of this whole story is that the end result was actually we had a wonderful spiritual conversation. We got to talk a lot about I got to hear their stories, where they're at spiritually. I got to talk about things. And it is now a conversation that's ongoing with a lot of these teachers that is happening all because God helped me get over myself to surface as a Christian. I say all that to say, man, your pastor, pastors struggle with that. We all, Christians in this area or just in general, struggle with it. And that's what actually Jesus gets at in this scripture today. The power of, the impact of, surfacing. You know, this is the ripple effect, this idea of a drop of water hitting, hitting some water and, and just, you know, the relatively big waves and the, and the relatively great distances that the water will then travel as a result. God can and wants to use you, if you're a follower of His, in disproportionately big ways, and all it takes is the smallest of actions, the smallest of choices. Today we're going to talk about the impact of surfacing. What is that? What does it look like? So, Jesus said, and probably his most famous sermon, actually probably the most famous sermon of all humankind, to be, to be real about it, in the Sermon on the Mount, to his followers, you are the light of the world. Notice, Jesus did not say, you have become the light, you have to become the light. He was simply saying to his followers then and today, you are the light, which means we are either fulfilling or failing this given responsibility. To add color to what he's saying, he goes on to say, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Uh, it struck me this week that that's kind of a comical statement that Jesus is making. I've never thought about it this way before, but it's as if Jesus is inviting us to laugh with him about this idea of a town built on a hill, going out of its way, undergoing all this like structural change, building up, I don't know, walls, all for the sake of, so you can't see me? That's kind of a comical thought. 
I think of a town just saying, you know what, I'm just going to make it so you can't see me. It's kind of ridiculous. And yet that's Jesus' point. He's saying to his followers, you and I are going to be very tempted to just say, you know, let's go out of our way, if anything at all, to not surface. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. I can't read those words without thinking of my little girl. A couple of years ago when she was three years old, uh, she was learning two things simultaneously. One, here actually at church, and maybe some of you who volunteer in the back uh, were a part of this, she was learning the the classic little song, uh, This Little Light of Mine. Have you heard that song? This Little Light of Mine, and you have to hold your finger up because this is the light, right, for a three-year-old. I'm going to let it shine. Uh, Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm going to let it shine, right? That's the the song. So she's learning that. She's singing that around the house. Well, at the same time, as a family, Cindy and I were trying our best to help our little three-year-old learn to not be so forceful in her nose, Saying no, 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 first one. Uh, she was, she was, when it came to saying no to individuals, she was something fierce. Okay, three-year-olds do this, right? Maddie, hey, can I play with that toy? No! You know, it's just, Maddie, hey, we can be gentle about it. We can say no, thank you. You know, that's the whole deal, right? So, okay, so those things are going on. One day, Cindy got this on video. You can ask her. She, she, she might show you if she, she has it. Uh, there was one day that Cindy recorded this video where our little Maddie found a loophole because we were telling her, don't say no so forcefully. Uh, and she was kind of bummed out about that because, you know, that was her way of getting out some aggression, right? Just that's what you do. And so she's bummed out about it, but bless her. I'm so proud of her. She, she was getting better at not just saying no to anybody in which way. But, oh, then came this song. It's like, this little light of mine, she'd sing. She didn't know all the words, this little light of mine. <laughs> Hide it under a bushel. No! And she's just like, no! Like, I, I can't do it justice. I'm going to let it shine. I don't know. No! Like, I mean, Cindy and I both, uh, you know, we'd, we'd roll our eyes at the same time and thinking, oh, that's adorable. You know, it's one of those moments of, like, conflicted parenting. Um, I share that story because that's kind of like what Jesus is talking about here. You are the light of the world. Hide it under, under a, a bushel? No. Like, something fierce? No. Light of the world. Now, are, are you, if you're a follower of his, the source of that light? No. Jesus said in John 8 that he is the light. I am the light of the world, he said. What he's talking about here, we know from other places, and it's just, it's just clear by what Jesus is saying, is we are his light. We reflect his light. And all we have to be, and, and that light is, is the light of the world, the hope of the world, what we're going to be celebrating at Easter, that there's life eternal because of what Jesus has done on the cross. And, and, and to, to, to think about hiding that just doesn't make any sense. And he goes on to say, uh, instead, put your light on its stand. So it gives light to everyone in the house. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The force of what Jesus is saying here, excuse me, is we have to live active faith, not passive. Uh, Is your life and faith, follower of Christ, is your life and faith set upon a stand? Does it shine for others to see? Um. Uh, there's so much we can consider in this message. And again, I'm trying to keep things shorter today in light of the baptisms. Um, I, we could talk about, for instance, what happens within a, a follower of Jesus that might make them, might make me, as I've even described in a story of mine already, what might make us not be a light, what might make us not surface, and that's worth pondering. Maybe you can think about that later today. Uh, but what I want to do with the rest of the, the few minutes here with you today is to think practically, what does it look like to be a light? 
what does it look like to surface as a Christian? Very practically, what, what could this mean? Uh, and, and, it, and I believe it starts with not shrinking back. It starts with not shying away. It starts with surfacing. Can you surface? Uh, I have a, I have a uh, mentor friend of mine, pastor uh, uh, in Texas, who likes to say uh, something this way. He says, when it comes to sharing the faith, it's often most effective in a, as a sentence versus a paragraph. You following that? So when it comes to sharing the faith for a believer, it's often more effective as a sentence as it is a paragraph. So last week, if you were here, we talked about the power of one. We talked about how we can share the faith. We talked about the whole story of the gospel, how God created us to be in perfect relationship with Him, how we've been separated from Him, and you know, that's the paragraph form. And if we get the opportunity to share that, that's wonderful. But so much more often, it's a sentence versus a paragraph. What does he mean by that? Well, where he lives, he uses this example, and again, this is in Texas. He says, sometimes it, I, I'll just go out there and I'll say, man, didn't God just make a beautiful day? I was thinking about that. Maybe that works for you if that's a good way to kind of surface and just kind of get into a spiritual conversation. That, that's great. But I was thinking about what, what could that look like for us? And for me, I was thinking, okay, let's, let's think about in the workplace or let's think about as neighbors. You know, when someone close to us is, say, going into a big interview or going into a big important meeting that they're nervous about, and you're praying for them already, hopefully. Maybe we can say something like, hey, I'm, I'm praying for you as you get ready to go into that interview. I hope it goes well, and leave it at that. Or maybe someone's going through something really hard, similar to what you went through, and your heart's going out to them, and you, you can find a way to say, hey, I'm, I'm just, I, man, I know you're going through that. I don't know what I would have done had I not had my faith in God at that time. I, just, I, w- I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm, I'm willing to help you process or just go out for a beer and just smile and hang out with you. Um, it's often just a sentence or a paragraph. Because here's, here's my uh, humble observation is often when it comes to surfacing and the impact of surfacing is with our friends, with our neighbors, whatever, coworkers. It's often until not, not until down the road that something might come of it. They ask a question. Cindy, for instance, when she was working at Gap, uh, she was called into a conference office by one of her, her friends one day, uh, and she, she went in and saw that her friend was just, just sobbing in tears. We're talking just sobbing in tears. Cindy didn't know what to do, just went over, put a hand around her, was just asking, hey, how, how can I be helped to you? This friend said, I didn't know who else to turn to. You know, you're the, I recognize you're the kind of person I think will be able to listen to me as I share something that's really hard. She'd been going through, um, her husband had left her. It was just a really sad thing. Um, unexpectedly, by the way, just up and moving the kids and all that sort of stuff. And she said, I, I just figured you might be someone to talk to. I know you're, you're a Christian. Like, you're faith, like could, could you help me work this through? Could you help me think about this? And so Cindy just prayed with her. Just, took, just, you know, just tried to love and care for her as best she could. Eventually actually invited her out to Alpha, where this gal ended up putting her faith in Jesus, which is a fun part of the story. Got a community around her that she could be loved and cared for, even in the midst of real hard things. But that was after a while of Cindy spending time and just getting, just surfacing in the workplace. Just being a light, as you know Cindy does, so naturally. Um, I think that's what Jesus calls us to be. Lights are lights naturally. You don't have to like go over and above. You just need to be a light. If anything, Jesus is saying, hey, amplify it a little bit. Put it on its stand. Surface and, 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 and be there for folks. Don't like, I mean, I don't think what Jesus is saying is get, you know, a big stool that you can go into the workplace and say, I'm a Christian tomorrow. Or to knock on all your neighbor's doors 
You know, later this afternoon and say, hey, I'm Christian, you need to be too. You know, I, don't, I think he's talking about lights are just naturally light. And in the, the course of a natural life, just surfacing, or even more straightforward, not, not surfacing. All these examples, by the way, as, as we try to think about this practically, are not meant to be prescriptive but descriptive. I think you guys get that, but just for the sake of saying this, I'm not saying, hey, you need to go tomorrow and say, you know, find somebody who's, who's hurting and, and, and walk through it. These are just meant to help us brainstorm. You know, one thing that people will often ask us every week, multiple times, hey, what are you doing later? What are you doing this weekend? And, you know, instead of saying, oh, on Saturday morning, I'm, I'm, I'm going there, and Saturday night I'm doing this, and then Sunday afternoon I'm doing that. Why not say, after church on Sunday, I'm going to, I'm going on that hike. Or later, you know, what are you doing later tonight? Well, I've got this thing. Everybody in current group knows where I'm going. <laughs> hey, I'm getting together, yeah, I'm getting together with a group of friends to, to, to talk about life, have, have, uh, talk through life questions and study the Bible and pray for each other. I don't know, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying, you got to do it naturally. What, my point is, how can we surface or how can we not not surface? Uh, uh, you could wear the T-shirt. You could wear the current T-shirt. And please hear me as I say this. I'm not trying to brand out current, okay? That's not the goal here. Uh, we try to make our shirts in such a way that are comfortable. You want to wear them. But can I share this? I have traced it back through stories and conversations that there have actually been several people who have put their faith in Jesus because of the shirts, Not because of the shirts, because of the Christian surfacing using the shirt, right? And it's not like our shirt says, I'm a Christian and you need to be one too. It says current. It just says current. One of them says belong, believe, become. One of them says current, current, current. Um, and it has the URL on the back. And that's just meant to be a conversation. We've, there's been people who've put their faith in Jesus because of the, the T-shirt. Someone's surfacing that way. I'd say I, I'm happy about doing T-shirts. Um, even as we need to wear clothes that are comfortable. Um, that's a wonderful ministry. Um, and then, of course, as we've been thinking about this in terms of Easter, this, we can surface through invitation. We, can, you know, we have those little cards there. Easter and Christmas tend to be the easiest invites of the year. And as a church, we're trying to do our best to do a big celebration, uh, do it right, do it real fun. Um, you could be thinking about praying about someone, even this week, that you could, you could invite. How can you surface? How can you let your, sh- your light shine before others, even this week. Uh, it starts with surfacing. It starts with not shrinking back. Here's what's so crazy to me when you think about what's going on here with Jesus and, and his, his followers. You know, the, the, he, he pointed to a breadth of impact that must have seemed absolutely ridiculous at the time. How could a group of peasants, fishermen, you know, you name it, first century Palestinian, like, how could they be light of the world? And yet they were. And we can be too. And it all starts with just surfacing, just being a light. How can you surface in your faith, perhaps even this week, naturally? How can you shine your light? Um, not your light, His light in you. Um, because God can and wants to use you, work through you, and even the smallest of actions, even the smallest of choices. And that's what actually is really fun today as we shift gears and, and get ready for baptisms now. The band wants to come up. Uh, today is about, you know, surfacing. It's, it's about declaring, hey, this is what God has been doing in my life. 
And so we're going to celebrate that with the four uh, who are going to be baptized today. It's really exciting. You get to hear a snapshot of their stories and, and friends. Each and every one of their stories is really powerful. Uh, these are meant to be snapshots, so we, you know, we can't get into everything here and now um, for, for, for reasons of time and all of that. But I do hope that you hear something that makes you want to go up and ask more later, that you go and follow up. Uh, can I ask this too, church family? Uh, as we dunk them in the water and we come back up, can we give them a roar of applause unlike no other? This is a, this is a really exciting time for them and for us as a church family as we celebrate with them. But most important of all, as I prayed earlier, uh, as, we, as, we th- as we seek to uh, give God praise in all of this. Um, so we're going to be doing that. You're going to see me do a little, I'm going to walk and get ready. Um, but as the band begins to play, uh, we're going to also at this time uh, take this morning's offering. This is kind of a, a time where we can kind of fit it in. Uh, offering is a time of worship that we give back to the Lord, a portion of what he's given to us. And so if you call current your home, this is a time when you, when you can uh, worship the Lord in that way. Uh, some of you guys give online. Uh, I, I know many of you do, as my family does. That's, a, that's worship too. I'd encourage you to meditate on that at this time. And then if you're visiting, this is one of your first few times, we'd just love to be connected with you. Uh, we just would love uh, to, to be connected with you, and if you'd fill out this information, drop this in the bucket, that would help us do that. There's places where you can put uh, prayer requests, comments. Uh, there's places where you can ask for, for more information, including putting your faith in Jesus, baptism, all that sort of stuff. And then last but no, not least, there's a, there's a, uh, I want to give one last call to anybody who wants to be baptized today, maybe felt a tugging. We are ready for you. We have the clothes. We have the combs, apparently. Uh, we're ready for you. So if you, want, if you want to be a part of that, there's still time. You can go back and see the team. Actually, I just said last but not least, there's one more thing. Um, the kids are going to be joining us today. Uh, the older kids' classes, which I want to say to you parents, uh, can you please have your stickers ready, uh, your, identif- your ID stickers for, for your kids? The reason why I want to highlight that is security is very important to us here. So we've asked our team not to just hand, because we're going to be away from the checkout stand. They need to see that sticker if they're going to... Uh, a drop-off kid at this time, but they're going to be uh, here to celebrate with us. Let me pray, and then we'll sing, and, and we'll, we'll have baptism. Boy, Father, my, my heart is just filled to the brim right now, thinking about who you are and what you've done for us, that we have the privilege of, of sharing your light, the light of the world. This light is not a light that, light of holiness on our part, that we are some holy people in our own right because of what we can and do on our own, far from it. It's actually a holiness in in terms of what you give for us, what you've done for us on the cross that we receive freely. And not only do we receive it once when we put our faith in you, it's, it's an ongoing thing that we need to receive. And so, Lord, forgive us our sins. Forgive us how we make things about us more often than not. Forgive us for how we choose not to surface even something so small of an act can produce much wonderful gospel fruit potentially. Lord, would you help us as a church be a, a, a light? Would you help us be a city built on a hill that people might see the love of Jesus and even put their faith in him? We pray this going into Easter. And then, Lord, now as we get ready to celebrate baptism, well, this should be a wonderful celebration. We, we give this all to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.